Oh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Live. <laughs> it's live. Okay, cool. That's fine. I didn't say anything too bad. Me yes, neither. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's, I was just kind of joking about there are certain ratchet things that I like to indulge in every now and then as far mm-hmm. as watching online. Right. There's this thing called Door Goes to the Function. Wait, I, I've seen that. Door, we're going to go to the party. <laughs> it was, it's, it's old, but it's so stupid. And the thing is, sometimes if I'm stressed, like after, you know, I run my own business, as right. I think all of us do. Yeah. Um, we sometimes it's stressful at the end of the day i just want to see something and i i can be articulate and thoughtful but i'm i'm literally my face is in science books all day yeah. and i'm talking technical so i just want to watch something stupid mm-hmm. and there's this part and dora goes to the function where she's going to a wedding yes. mm-hmm. and she goes she thinks she cute oh that bitch thinks she cute <laughs> and it's so funny to me every time it happens it's the most ignorant it's all that bitch thinks she cute and it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> Oh, wow. I gotta time. see it. I gotta YouTube Every it now. Yeah. Send, me Every time. Send me the link. But anyway, that was um, hilarious. Actually, not to go right from that to a serious note, but mm. to go right from that to a more serious. <laughs> note, um, I just want to. I think we all want to acknowledge like the awesome feedback from last time. Yes, yeah. thank, you. Kind of, thank you, guys. Yeah, so, thank you, guys. So thank you. And when um, two things I want to kind of address is one, and the thing is for those if you're listening to this now and you're one of those people. No, I'm not trying to. Um, take a jab at you when I'm saying this, but mm-hmm. a lot of people hit me up privately. Yeah, like a lot. Likewise, like I'd say within the first couple hours of it being posted, I had like 15 people, and for me, within a couple hours of our podcast going up, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. Right. And the thing that kind of struck me was they all said kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. and they were all young black men steeped in Christianity mm-hmm. who are like, "I want to give you your props privately because mm-hmm. I." for various reasons will not do it publicly right the main reason being fear yeah but one thing <clears throat> i got a message from a woman a really nice woman in mm-hmm. brazil and she was like you remind me so much of my husband and um you even kind of look like him blah 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 and um and, and this is the thing the whole point is she gave me her whole story i'm not gonna do that to it but the whole point is um at one point in her story she's like um and he was you know he was bisexual he was gay of course he was abused and she said it as if to say that is the reason mm-hmm. Um, that he was gay. And mm-hmm. I want to make this clear right now. I have never been sexually molested or abused. And I'm going to ask have right not, now. Oh yeah. Same Go ahead. here. I have not either. I have not None been of the three of us have been. Molested. And I'm going to say yeah. this now. And please listen to me. It is an un, it is an epidemic in the black community where a lot of males, mm-hmm. unfortunately and, and horrifically, are molested and abused. Right. Some of these men grow up to be straight. Some of these men grow up to be gay. Please, dear black people, stop trying to use molestation mm-hmm. and rape as an explanation of homosexuality. They're not synonymous. That's not the case. Yeah. So many men are have been molested and abused the, the the fact is so in the black community so many of us are christian or peripherally so as i've said before right. it's a part of our culture that if you view homosexuality through a judeo-christian lens then you're looking then you're seeing yourself as being damaged or ruined mm-hmm. so you're trying to look for a cause of this damage mm-hmm. so naturally you will look to your molestation or your rape as the reason but the three of us here Right, have never been never touched in that way, and I know, know many others who have not. Either. I have both of my parents in my house my whole life. I'm yeah. very, I'm tight with my dad. I got mm. three brothers. None of that. I hear all kind of stereotypical stuff. Oh, you know, if you don't have your father in the house, me and my dad are tight. Uh, my dad's been in my life all my life. Mm. He lived in the same house as me. Still with my parents. My brothers. We all have the same parents. Yeah, perfect, quote unquote, family. You know, mm-hmm. we talk on the phone, just fun. Right, hey, dad. 
If right. you're listening now, you know, so it's not. So, Mr. Arsenal. Yeah, so, Hola. Yeah, th- thank you. So, so stop doing that. And yeah. you're, all you're doing is, and the thing is, uh, Tyler Perry, um, what's the, uh, what's his name? Um, Donna uh, McClurkin, mm. um, Rasan Patterson, you know, stop perpetuating this idea. Oh, I was touched. And that's why. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's damaging and it's harmful and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's stop. That's your self-hate and your ignorance. Don't mm-hmm. perpetuate that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And, and again, if you've been molested or abused, that is horrible. It but is. unfortunately, so many black men, so many straight black men walking around have been molested or abused, mm-hmm. but they're not looking to use that as an explanation for something because they're not gay so as far as they're by the black community standards they're fine Mm -hmm. you know right and also we just don't believe in you know talking about that stuff men in general don't right but especially men in the black community there's so many men who don't speak on it Mm -hmm. but that's not the reason so i just wanted to say that get that right on out there it's one of the first things i told my parents when i came out to them like i I wasn't molested or abused nobody turned me out yeah or whatever i was having the thoughts on my own before i even knew what the thoughts were right you know right so no i like that it makes me think of another um damaging stereotype that i I hate the word homosexuality only because it's so tied to the religious context but i'm just going to use it for the sake of understanding but homosexuality and pedophilia are not synonymous either thank you okay they're not synonymous thank you so let's put that out there too yeah thank you i I heard that in a sermon once you know i've heard that all my life through different black people like yeah like people like oh well you know like I, you just hear it like in the hush murmurs. Yeah. Well, watch your kids around someone. So, you know, he's kind of fruity. You know, he's right. Exactly. That you know, up so much yeah. anger in me. Mm-hmm. So much anger. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I can't. And the thing it's is, ignorance. even the even the profile, the criminal profile of a child molester. Yeah. Is a middle aged, often white male who identifies as straight. Mm. And so mm-hmm. it's not it's not a, it's not about sexuality. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's a, that's about a whole nother kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't yeah. even think about that. But I actually yeah. had a friend who, um, she's <laughs> she doesn't want me around her kids after coming out, mm. and which is sad. But um, but her kids were like, I was Uncle Eric. I've n- clearly I've never done anything mm. but come out to her. Yeah, and so now it's like, mm, you know, mm. people are ignorant. They so, are very ignorant. Yeah, can be very ignorant. And hopefully we can enlighten them. Exactly. exactly. Speaking of which, so. Going into the topic for tonight. Well, basically, mm-hmm. because partially because of the feedback, I got a lot of questions, and some of you, I didn't, I wasn't trying to ignore you exactly. I just didn't yeah. want to get ahead of myself in the podcast. And some of you who sent me um, messages on Instagram or on Facebook, mm-hmm. I wanted you to hear our voices when we talk about this. Yeah, I think that, that things can get lost, um, and we're all pretty good writers, but uh, hearing the vocal tone is different. Yeah, that's but true. I guess we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about what it was like for us to get to this point because some of the a lot of the people who hit me up were like i'm at this crossroads now mm-hmm, where yeah, i'm starting where to go. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like what was the tipping point for you yeah so well um for me <laughs> yeah y'all can't see me gesturing to right. it right, like, right 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 right, right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna try my best to condense it all i don't even know how far back to start but um let me try to get some cliff notes well let me i can let me pose a little thing here okay yeah why can we start with here when did you know when did I know? I knew when I got into college. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes. I knew when I got into college and I read An Invisible Life. Is that the name of it? Yes, it is. By, don't tell me his name, by, uh, oh my I gosh, it. I know it any other day. Give me the first letter of his first name. Elon Harris. Yes, thank you. I read, and someone told me about his books, and I read um, An, An Invisible Life by Elon Harris, and I swear it was like 
something <laughs> awakened. <laughs> it's like I came to life. I could really relate to a lot that was going in through this story. Now, not so much the, the sexual stuff because I had never so had any. So many Christians listen to this now. Like, if he didn't read that book, right, that, right, that demon wouldn't have got him. That demon wouldn't have got him. Right, right. You opened yourself up to that spirit, <laughs> spirit of homosexuality. Right. But um, it was like re- it was reading my life in a sense that it totally exposed what was there. But I guess I had never really thought on it that much you know i wasn't a very sexual child like always thinking about sex i mean you know i had looked at playboys i got aroused by seeing nude scenes in movies as a young child or whatnot but i had never thought deeply on wanting to be with someone i'd never really even had a girlfriend i had like a girlfriend in fifth grade and she knows who she is (laughs) i'm gonna leave that alone (laughs) and i took a girl to homecoming and to prom and stuff but there was never any sexual tension there, you know. But when I read that book, it was like it. There's something I guess lay dormant in front of me, in, in me, and then yeah. it, it just blossomed. It makes and you think um, of community. This better not awaken anybody. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when 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 I read that book. <laughs> when I read that book, I could really connect, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is speaking to my life. This is speaking to feelings that mm-hmm. that were there, but I had never, you know, really grasped." Okay. Yeah, so yeah. when I read that book. I read that in like a couple days and then I ended up reading his first six or seven books within a week. Like I just ran right through them because I was like, oh my goodness, this is telling my life. So then after that, I, I met with some who are now friends of mine um, who, let's say in a good way, exposed me to the life of, um, at that time I would say DL because nobody was out. Nobody was out. And when I say a good way, I mean in a, in a sense of self-awareness mm. and just starting to be honest about what I felt. You know what I mean? And it's starting yeah. to expose, like, do I feel something for men? Like, what is it? What was your first experience? Let me stop. No, 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 it's fine. And actually, to be honest, it's kind of going. I know y'all want to know. Yeah, kind of going that my first experience was a kiss and it was it was horrible. It wasn't good at all. I felt nothing. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. There, there were no sparks. There were there was like yeah, there was no sparks. There was no chemistry. There was nothing. But I, I do I will say this. I was sitting in a computer lab around the same time, uh-huh. and um, there was this gentleman who came in. He was I was a freshman, so he would have been a senior, and he was an alpha, and he was <laughs> tall. Um, and now Eric is going to laugh at this, because Eric always gets me thinking but, about- But you know, but one thing that struck me, the first dude I've messed with was alpha too. So okay, yeah, funny. that is funny. That's kind of But funny. he was yeah. light-skinned. And listen, y'all, I light-skinned, <laughs> dark-skinned, brown-skinned, it's all good with you me. We have to do a separate podcast Yeah, we're going to have to talk yeah. about that. But he was tall, light-skinned. He looked like he was Let like- Let be a lesson. If you like Michael, you better be light-skinned. No, that is not true. That is not true. Be light-skinned. <laughs> that is not true. That is not be true. Cute. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was tall. He was light-skinned. He was an alpha. And this has never really happened to me before. When he walked through, and I had never seen him before, never seen him. When he walked through the door and I turned to my left, like literally, this is going to sound crazy, but literally my heart jumped. Like literally, <laughs> literally. But here's the thing. So it was, it was, a, it was an unwarranted, <laughs> it was an unplanned, like physical sensation that I had no control over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it literally, like, like they said, like you feel flutters in your heart. I literally felt that. I had never seen him before. And so stuff like that was like, okay, Mike, you can't ignore stuff like that. Like this means something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So combined with reading that <laughs> literature to learn more about Okay, there are gay people out there. They come in different um, nationalities, different type of personalities, all this stuff. And then my physical sensations of when I saw him and et cetera, that put me on the road of I need to think on this and really start to have some self-discovery. You know, what, what is happening? So to kind of fast forward from there, um, 
after that, it was all good with the whole deal thing. Like, oh, okay, does he get down? Does he get down? Does he get down? <laughs> old, I know. Oh, right. These old terminology. <laughs> 2001 like, terminology. 2001 terms, right. <laughs> does he get down? And then it was kind of exciting in the sense of being in church and people not knowing. And it's like, oh, he might get down. Let's find out, like, find out this. Superhero. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But. I think the secrecy of it made it hotter. It did. It did. That yeah. whole forbidden thing. Yeah. It was like that for me too. But intertwined with all that was a lot of depression, repression, just you know, the whole one, not want to go to hell, all that kind of stuff. Did so you have the, 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 and I know so many of you listening can relate to this. Did you have the, uh, the seesaw effect as I think of it of, oh, this is so great. And then you, one day it hits you. Oh my God, Jesus is going to murder me for eternity. Not, in not this. only did I have a, I would consider it like a long-term seesaw. I yeah. had the very, very short-term seesaw. And I hope this is not too graphic because so I'm going to be classy with it. But the type where I might have engaged in some type of physical activity, uh-huh. And it's all good because it's physical activity, you know, yeah. it's sexual activity. But yeah, the so moment that a, let's say, yeah. uh, and I'm, when I say yeah. a moment, I mean Boom the moment. The yes, the moment the dynamite went off, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Th- then What's all funny of the. I think men, straight, gay, and otherwise, all yeah. my experience, it's like as soon as you. As soon as you climax, climax, it's yeah, like yeah. the fog clears. Yeah. Right. And you could think clearly again. Exactly. And the spell is like, wait, why did I do that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it was else? regret yeah. and all of that. So that lasted for years. That lasted for years. And let's say if, if I was a freshman there, it wasn't until maybe six, seven, eight years later until I finally accepted, okay, I, this is not just a deal thing. This is not just a sexual thing that I turned on and off. This is part of my identity. Yeah. And then once I started to accept that and that clashed with what I was being told at the time in Christendom and then what I was doing behind the pulpit, the struggle and the dichotomy between the two was so great that I had to step back and I left the church at that time. And that's when I really started to investigate my beliefs and then start to make a decision if I'm either going to fake the funk, meaning I'm just going to, you know, just try to be a full woman and just deny this, you know, obvious authentic sincere attraction to men or if i'm going to accept that and then have to rearrange my life around it not saying that sexuality was the end and all of my existence but it was not something to be compartmentalized that you know i just turn and bring it out the closet when i want no pun intended (laughs) but it was something that that was an expression of my life as well and I don't even where, where i went up with that but um did i answer your question was it (laughs) so when did i know I started to learn as a freshman mm. in college, but I knew for sure like eight years later. And that's when I really started to walk in it. When did you know? Oh, gosh. I was very young. I was very young. <laughs> I'm like bracing I, myself for this right now. I, well, What's the, very young? The thing is, it's like you when, when you're a kid and you know something's different about you, you don't want to tell anyone because who's, you know, if you tell your mom that she's going to be like, well, what, what the hell do you mean? Yeah. Something like that. But um, I didn't know what it was, mm. but I just knew something was different. And I would say that was probably around the age of like 10 or 12. Mm. When did you, since, since we made Michael say it, yeah, when, yeah. what was your, you don't have to get too graphic. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the first experience? Well, all right, let me sit up for this. Yeah, go ahead and sit up. <laughs> go ahead and sit up. <laughs> no, actually, my first, my first experience was just kissing. Mm-hmm. Um was actually in high school. Oh wow! Um, I would. Wow. I think I was mm-hmm. in the eleventh grade. I want to say. Yeah. Maybe eleventh grade, and um, yeah, kiss kiss the guy. And I it was kissed kiss the, the guy, guy and, and I liked it. it. <laughs> um, and it was actually it was really it was a really good 
it was a really good experience. Mm. Um, but it, it, but it felt. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Come on, experience. No, I'm reading. I'm reading you real good. <laughs> but no, you it was a, go back in your mind. I did. Right. I did. I was, you know, I'm thinking back on. I was times. like, and it, and it kind of just happened. Like, you know, we were playing around on the keyboard. And I was, you know, showing him that's some stuff. That's the way it always goes. That's it always goes. Playing music. Start then, wrestling and having the tickle. You know, <laughs> and we, got, we got a little close. And next thing I know, we were kissing. And it was great. Um, and so I was you. like, okay, well, that felt natural. Like, I felt like yeah. it was. It was oh, I'm glad you yeah. no, I, I felt I totally like it felt. I'm glad you said I totally that. feel you. I felt like it felt right. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, this is then this is it. Like, yeah. this is, this is what I am. I definitely relate to So maybe like a year later is when I actually came out. To my mom, mm-hmm. that's pretty and, fast, um, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. quick. It was pretty quick turnaround. And I was like, okay, well, I'm moving to Philadelphia and moved across the country. So you never had a period <laughs> where there was a struggle between uh, beliefs up to that point, whether it be spiritual, societal, or whatever, versus what you wanted to, be, who I you were becoming, did, or who I, you were. I think the scariest thing for me during that time, being that I was still in high school, mm-hmm. was um, was were rumors. Mm. Um, or like my friends finding out, I didn't want them to know because mm. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be known as the gay guy. Gotcha. You know. Yep. But I, I, I think at by the end, by the start of my senior year, mm-hmm. I didn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, senior year of high school, I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So I actually took it upon myself to, mm-hmm. um, to share with my friends, my close friends, right, that I was gay. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I, I didn't know what their reactions would be, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I needed to hide anymore. Right. So right. actually, right. I told my aunt first, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, you know, you know how your mom is. She was like, you know, I don't care what you know how your mom is. But um, but once I got enough courage, like once I did that and saw that, you know, she was perfectly fine with it, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, I can I can do this. This is yeah. easy. Yeah. And then I, you know, came out to my friends, came out to my brother, my cousin. My mom was kind of like, last but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but for good reason i mean you know i I wanted to build up to it i needed to get that encouragement and i needed to get that support from everyone else not that i felt like i was you know like anything was wrong with me per se but i just i needed to be ready for how she would respond the response because i was going to tell her regardless i didn't you know like whether it was going to go good or bad i had no idea but i just needed to i needed to get that that um, the courage to actually do it. And something that you said, and I'm going to pass the, mm-hmm. the ball to Eric. I want to kind of backtrack. I can't remember what you said, but it made me think of another thing that also helped me to, um, when I first knew, I was always told that having these feelings was disgusting, was unholy, mm-hmm. was nasty. It wasn't love. It wasn't this. It was mm-hmm. There's an impurity to it. But the first time that I either thought I was in love or kind of was actually in love, there was a purity to it. And I felt like it made me a better person. Mm-hmm. And so that also helped mm-hmm. me to accept that I knew that this was me. Mm-hmm. You right. know, there was nothing impure about it in a sense of giving myself. Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, sorry, not giving myself, but you know, <laughs> no, we know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, bitch. <laughs> did we? Did we really? <laughs> I <laughs> did. Oh my you God. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm Gosh. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Time. But, you know, it made me a better. I, I, I became more <laughs> selfless. I became more selfless. Yeah. That's what I should have said. I became more <laughs> like, selfless. Wait. You know, and I was like, "Where, where is the impurity in this? Where is the danger in this? Where is no, the damage in this?" This made me a better person. Yeah. That's you know? how I feel. Like I, yeah. f- I felt like once I actually came out, yeah, like I felt, re- I felt relieved. Number one, oh, that's right. I, like I said, I, I know it wasn't the greatest. Like it wasn't the smoothest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it wasn't the smoothest coming out story, but um, <laughs> but um, I, I felt I felt like a, a huge weight was lifted off of my shoulders, mm. and I f- I felt good. Yeah. yeah, I was like I feel great about this. Like I don't know yeah. why I waited. That's that was the first thing mm, I told myself. Yeah. I don't know why I waited to do this. No, I should have done I this a long time ago. Yeah, but at the same time, I felt like if I did not, or if I'm sorry, if I did, yeah, if I did not wait. And do it at the time that I did, everything would have been a whole lot different. Mm. And I not kinda, in necessarily a good way. <laughs> I, relate to piece, I relate to pieces of both of your stories. Um, one thing, unlike Mike's, I was a very sexual young person, I guess. And I messed around with girls a lot when I was younger. But mainly because I, I felt like I was trying to <laughs> see what all the fuss was about. I had nothing but straight, <laughs> I had nothing but straight male friends. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is my, my friends would be like, oh, e, you a pimp. E, you a pimp. Because what's funny is for some of my friends, even for like my younger brother, hopefully Marcus doesn't mind me saying this, but at, for one point in Marcus's life, it may not be this way for him now, but for him, some of my cousins and stuff, if they would see a beautiful woman, they would get kind of nervous. Mm. They would get a little, maybe a little flustered, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and for me, um, I always had such a level head mm. and like I would go through girls and get with one breakup, whatever, and never be phased. Mm. And my, and my, and my boys would be like, Oh man, you just don't care. But what's funny is <laughs> I really didn't. And mm. I think that in some ways it made me more attractive to mm. certain women. Yeah. Cause I really didn't care. <laughs> like, I really, like that. And, and you know, I, I didn't think I was gay or anything. I just like, you know, I'm just very level headed. I'm just mature. I, I, from the time I was a little kid, I always been told that I had a, uh, uh, old soul and old soul mm. and i was like you know, i'm just i'm just really That's mature i'm just really mature for my age mm-hmm. I, it never crossed my mind that i was gay or anything like that i never even like if you would have hooked me up to a lie detector test i would have passed like yeah. i really didn't think that was the case yeah because again like we kind of talked about last time based on what i knew from the media gay gay basically meant transgendered mm. basically at that time in my life yeah and, yeah. New, and in new orleans being so small and so traditional and in some ways very slow as far as New Orleans is not a very progressive place mm-hmm. as far as like mental attitudes. It's very steeped in tradition and is in some ways very good. Mm. It's steeped in tradition and culture and old world thinking mm. in some ways. Yeah. And so um, it's very old timey. It's religious borderlining on su- superstition. Mm. And so I was like, I can't be gay because that's not me. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be a woman. And that's right. what I thought gay was at yeah. the time. And I'd never seen another person who was gay who i felt i could relate to yeah and when because right, there was right, always right. that one dude in school you know exactly quincy right antoine mm-hmm. robert I'm, I'm making up names we're making here. up names i'm, I'm making, making up, up names. names if it happens so to, if your name is quincy yeah, if, say, antoine or if your name is quincy antoine or i'm just throwing out <laughs> random names i swear so random. um and you know there was always that one guy who people make fun of who's right. very feminine whatever yeah but for me it wasn't like that but uh what's crazy is when i got to college I have to be really careful. Y'all know this story. Yeah. And for you listening, I have to be careful with this story because I don't want to affect the career of somebody. But there was a professor at a university, not mine. He was not my teacher. But a professor who I, I met through a family friend. Mm-hmm. And um, he was new to New Orleans. And he was an alpha in mm. a frat brother of someone mm. in my family. The Malphas. Kidding, I, 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 kidding, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm talking around it <clears throat> on purpose. So I apologize if I'm, if I'm too, if I'm frustratingly vague at some points. But he was an alpha... <clears throat> And he was super handsome. Mm-hmm. And people used to always say he looked a lot like Shamar Moore. And he was just mm-hmm. super. He seemed to me, when I first met him, nothing nothing to him, nothing about him read gay to me. Right. At least in the way that I was trained to think exactly. that gay existed. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. So yeah. I just thought he was a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, this guy's not and the family friend introduced him to me 
in hopes that he's like, Eric, this dude's new in town. Mm-hmm. Let's call him Jake. Okay. Just because it's very, nobody knew once his name Jake. Right. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> no black people I knew at least. So he was like, you know, Jake is new to town. Um, Take take Jake out, show him around. Like, this, this guy's not going to want to hang with me. So we exchanged numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we hang out on the French course. We became friends. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty young to say he was a professor. Mm-hmm. And um, so one day we're driving back to, um, I'm driving him to his place. Um, and we're, we're playing that game. And some yes. of you, listen, some, some of you guys listen now. I know where you're going. He's, he, we, we, he was playing this game. The guys have little tricks. And oh, the thing we is, had him at tricks. this point, I'm genuinely oblivious now. Yeah. I'm thinking he's totally straight. I, I'm thinking this, I, it's not a, I realize he's attractive, but nothing in me is thinking there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Cause this guy is like a super athletic, regular manly man guy. Mm. And so He's like, if we start playing this game of what would you do for a million dollars? Verbal. So I'm driving. What would you do? And he's like, for a million dollars, <laughs> would, you would you? And he mentions this girl that we both know who everybody kind of thought of as like a slut at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, would you kiss, you know, Jessica, Jessica Boudreaux or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for a million dollars? Yes. And he's like, well, for a million dollars, would you have sex with? I'm like, dude, you don't seem to understand. For a million dollars? Right, right. There isn't for, much that yeah, I won't right, do. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. There, for a million dollars? You have to come a little harder than that. He's like, well, would you kiss, would you kiss a dude? And, and again, I'm not even realizing he's trying to subtly flirt with me. I'm like, $4 million? Hell yes. Right, right. <laughs> what are you, on the lips, on the cheek? Yes. All right, all right. For a million dollars, just a kiss? All right. Dude, of course. And then he's like, well, have you ever kissed a dude? I don't see. And yeah, I, was I was like, like wait, what happened to the million dollars? What happened to the million dollars? And I was like, nah. Um, have and he you? Was, and he, Look, yeah, that's what I would have said. And, right. and, and, and he was like, would you? And I was like, I don't think so. And I was so like authentically confused i really did not know where this was coming from yeah because it was like a a real a big disconnect in my head mm-hmm. and so i was like would you and he was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't know. so anyway this night i had a date um plan with the with a girl mm-hmm. who would later become my girlfriend actually and um he was like wait i need to stop in my office real real quick um before you drop me off mm-hmm. and i was like fine and so i stood beside by his office like man it's dark walk in with me and it was, it was late mm-hmm. i was like sure sure so he's in his office. I'm like, man, I got to go. I'm running late for this. I'm going to a movie with burp, 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 mm-hmm. so-and-so. And, um, and so I start to, so he was in the back of his office. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm walking out. I'm going to see you later. Mm-hmm. He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. He was like, you going to leave without, um, without dapping me off? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, okay, whatever. And so I go to dap him off and do like the bro dap mm-hmm. hug thing, with this, you know, side of your body. And he slams me to a wall and kisses me. Mm-hmm. <gasps> And all right now. Yes. <laughs> and how was your kiss? How was that one? Well, um, since Michael's wasn't right, all that was mine the only one that and mine was great. Yeah. I wanted to. Part of me felt indignant. Part of me was like, "What made him think he could kiss me?" Mm. And so I pushed what him away. What kind of signs did you give off? Yeah. And I tried to, and just before I could start to yell, I see he he was laughing. He was looking down. He was kind of chuckling to himself. And I couldn't exactly pretend like I hated it mm-hmm. because part of me was giving away yeah. the fact that I show some arousal. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> he wiped my mouth. He wiped my bottom lip with his hand, with his thumb. He's like, "Not go on your date." Oh. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, well. And, and it felt like um, a whole new world. 
world. Don't you dare close your eyes. I was really shocked. I was really shocked because I never thought that was the, that was the that was the 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 moment where I was like, I'm not the only one. Yeah. I never would have would have guessed it because so many women wanted him. So many of my female friends that they would find out I was saying with him like, who is that? I want to holler at him. Right. And he wanted me, and that was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And so, and, it, and this secret thing we had, like, I went on my, my date that night. And I thought about him the, the whole time. time. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I can be. I bet. Yeah. And for like about three months, we and we never had sex. Mm-hmm. I don't even. What's What's so funny is we never did anything sexual. Really, we. I mean, well, okay, unless you unless you consider kissing to be a sexual act in a sense, but yeah. we never did any of um <laughs> nothing involving penises. Right. You know. <laughs> so I was still very naive and very like green in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, we just kind of hung out. It was like. It was almost like hanging with a friend with just the understanding of heavy romantic interest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what it was like. Because I kind of felt like in the back of my head was like, as long as I don't actually have sex with him, then I'm not really gay. Mm. Right. Which is I've the had dumbest mentality. thing ever. Yeah. But I really was thinking nah, like that. No, I ain't never had but, that. <laughs> you only gay if you do this or do that. Yeah. yeah I, was I was like, like no, nah, the like, kiss long, is pretty much it for I was me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because all we did was kiss and right. touch with her. I was like, as long as we don't actually have sex or as long as I put my mouth on anything, but that, you know, that then makes, it's not really gay. No, that makes you know, a lot of sense. Haven't crossed over yeah, all the way. For those right. so called gentlemen who we gotta make sure i'm not and i was still explicit. super christian yeah, at this time. my yeah. dad was a pastor of a church yeah i'm the grandson of a, of a well-known pastor right. so it was like really i was like not nah. it was exciting yeah but in my mind i was like okay goody two shoes eric is finally doing something kind of bad right i didn't think that this would be my life right i was just like but the, the thing is to just make a very long story short something you kind of touched on about it feeling right i had gone through so many girls at this point mm-hmm. just a lot and Never felt nothing. Mm. Like sometimes I broke up with them, sometimes they broke up with me. I'm like, eh, whatever. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm just very level headed and mature. Yeah. This guy, he got promoted <clears throat> to a higher position at the university that in, where he was teaching. And he became so afraid, even mm. though I wasn't his student, I was a student mm. and um of you know, a different place, but I was still a student. He was worried about what that would look like for his him career wise. So he suddenly cut me off. Mm. And he wouldn't talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated, devastated in a yeah. way that I had never been devastated yeah, right. by any girl. And, we, and, and I was having sex with the girls before. Mm-hmm. I'd never had sex with him. Mm-hmm. Never. But, and yeah, so, more an emotional but there connection. was such an emotional connection. I had an emotional connection with him, the yeah. likes of which I had never experienced before. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly, I was... Um, that's the timer, y'all. But we'll just, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I was so upset that i was like this is what this feels like mm-hmm. yep and you know we just sang chandelier push it down push yeah. it down yeah. and so i turned straight again for like another year after that because i got really freaked out yeah and so for like another year after that i didn't do nothing with any guys because i was like oh hell no i'm becoming gay it's becoming like it's emotional right and so i really freaked out for like a year i didn't do anything mm-hmm. i was like let me not fan the flames i'm sorry jesus right. save me you know i'm save so sorry yeah. you know, you know? <laughs> somebody said i need you now Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. (laughs) Yeah, that shit is real though. Like, you know, falling in love. It was even not not realizing it. Not realizing it. It was distracting me from school. I was like, I didn't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want. I want to go to. I want to show up at one of his classes, and I, I, I didn't. No, Mm -hmm. but what I, I did do the one thing that I never thought I would do. Like he was ignoring my phone calls, and I've never, I never did it before, and I haven't done it since. But he was ignoring my phone calls. And I was like, at first, I was like, he's just busy or whatever. You know, he's busy. He's, that's all it is. You know, Jake's just busy. 
And I was like, after a while, I was like, is he ignoring me? So I called him from like my home number oh, at my parents' house. And he answered. Mm-hmm. I know you felt so bad. Well, this is the thing. I was so in it at that time. I was like, hey, man, like, I've been trying to get in contact with you. This uh, is so sad. Like, if it's almost like I'm talking about somebody else. It doesn't even feel like me anymore. But I was like, maybe like, what, 19? And yeah, so, look, yeah. like, and I'm like, oh, oh, young Eric. But uh, I was like, hey, man, he's like, I told you not to call me. Mm, I'm wow. busy. Mm-hmm. And it felt like. Daggers. Crush, crush, crush. <laughs> right. It felt like somebody yeah. just like Hitler came and just. You know, <laughs> I'll be taking your heart and pulling it out. Like I, it felt you like the worst. You won't be needing this. <laughs> right, right. I felt dev- and the, the thing that was so horrible was I couldn't tell anybody. Right. Yeah. I yeah. had nobody. That, he was that, the only person yeah. I could talk to about that kind of stuff. Right. And when I was going through it, I in to kind of segment to another thing. At one point, I know some of you have voiced admit your experiences. I was suicidal, not over him, yeah. but I became suicidal at one point in my life over the issue of yeah. trying to resolve my spirituality, my sexuality. Yeah. And part of the problem for me or was that I felt so alone. Yeah. I feel like there was yeah. nobody I could talk mm-hmm. to about this because what I was afraid of, I heard people talk. I was Most people in my life, I say everyone in my life presumed I was straight. Mm-hmm. I gave them no evidence to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I would hear the things they would say. And my fear was if I come out as gay, it's going to dwarf everything that I am. And yeah. all they're going to see is a gay. I'm exactly. not going to be Eric anymore. Yeah. I heard the stuff they would say about the guy across the street mm-hmm. and about the people at church who in church, they would say, oh, this is cool. But behind closed doors with enough oh, alcohol. Yeah, of I course. heard the things people would really say. Yeah. About, and I'm not saying that my parents were the ones, cause, and, but just people in general. Like I heard the things people would say about other people right. when they thought just my friends talking about the gay dude in our music department, mm-hmm. you know. And um and stuff like that. Oh, you well, you know how they do da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. it's always a negative connotation. Yeah. It's almost like being a a mixed person passing for white in like and the nineteen thirties or forties something, people. and exactly. hearing some of black people. It's like and and realizing that you're around the clan, and right. you're like, I can never exactly come out. Yeah. Like I had family members and friends and and just random acquaintances say some atrocious things yeah and i was like okay every time i would hear them talk about you know all gay people they just want to turn on the gays you know they're all dirty all, all nasty everyone. you know they all have yeah. age you know they all want to do they, they talked about like these, these evil sick offense and i was like you know i can never every time i heard them talk like this i was like eric you can never come out right you know, and that's you what can, i told myself i told you myself never that. come out if you don't mind me interjecting yeah. for a second yeah. what you're explaining right now is one reason why we get so perturbed when people would like, say someone comes out, and uh-huh. then they'll be like, well, why didn't you just come out early? Like, just say it. Just tell somebody. Just Fuck tell you. us. You know what? Fuck you. You, don't, you, <laughs> you create this hostile environment for us, and then just expect us to be transparent and vulnerable like that in front of you? No, I don't think come so. Come out exactly. and let us, de- let us degrade you and call you less of a man and call you a pedophile and exactly. say you're going to hell. And yes. Yeah, just come out. Right, just come right. Out and just let us talk it. to you like you're a woman, and let us emasculate yeah. you. Touching on that, exactly. Michael, I... I don't, I cannot stand that shit because mm-hmm. it's like, what do I owe you? I don't mm-hmm. owe you a damn thing. Right. Why mm-hmm. do I need to come out to you? Mm-hmm. You know, if, yeah. if I do, that's, that's, yeah. a problem, that's my, that's me doing that on my own accord. Right. I don't need to do that just because you tell me, you yeah. told me to. No, definitely. I really believe in timing of things because there was a time you could have, now I will say this. <laughs> if I was in college and I heard this podcast, like, you know, back in the future or whatever, no, or in the future, whatever, <laughs> I, um, it may have, it may have helped me to cope better but yeah. still there was a time when i don't care how eloquently you would have said something <laughs> yes. i don't care how convincing you yeah, would have been yeah. i would have denied yes. anything about being into the guys you know what i mean and i would have kept trying to when do i was college, that was definitely me before like 
we could have had this before podcast, the latter part of high school. We yeah. could have had this podcast playing when I was in college. We could have had this podcast playing. And I could have been relating to every word. I could yeah, have been, like, mm-hmm. been wanting to cry on the inside, but let one of my homeboys come around. Man, them damn fags, right. fucked them, man, them right. gays. Yeah, of course, I would have hopped right on the yeah, gay exactly. bashing bandwagon yeah. to fit yep. in. I get it. Yeah, and yeah. I think when you only know the life that you were raised in, yeah. if you've lived your whole life around the people that you grew up around, yeah, yeah. I think your worldview is very small. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the idea of losing the uh the losing the comfort mm-hmm. of that structure that you've become so mm-hmm. yeah. the stability of that yeah seems like the end of the world it yeah does. and um for me i know for me hurricane katrina was the best thing mm-hmm. that and, and i know it sounds like an evil thing to say because i know people lost their lives i'm not saying that was great obviously but for me the it forced me to have autonomy mm-hmm. and it forced me to realize that um and then that led to youtube and i learned that new orleans where I grew up, mm-hmm. born and raised, was not the center of the universe. Right, right. And, and that there were there was a world of people who didn't all think the same. Mm-hmm. And that really transformed, like, and people with very different life experiences and very different worldviews and very different religious views. Yeah. And, and I needed yeah. that. That's how it was for me when I, I mean, fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. age 18, mm-hmm. August comes around, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Moving right. across the freaking country. Listen. Me Listen. and my cat. Uh, me and Orion. What's up, Orion? Uh, <laughs> moving across, moving across the country. And you know, I moved to one of the one one city, you know, Philadelphia, yeah. that had a very strong. Um, I was about to say homosexual. They yeah. had a very strong LGBT community. Right. They had a very strong LGBT community, and I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned yeah. a lot there. I met so many different people and so many different walks of life yeah and i grew up very very quickly there mm-hmm. um in terms of you know getting to know what you know what gay is yeah and um i was like everybody at home was wrong like everybody yeah. was wrong about everything well, not everybody's walking around you know keeping it on you yeah. i want to rewind it for a second because when i came out to i hope she doesn't mind me i'm not gonna name her by name because if i'm not sure i'm not gonna name her i came mm. out to a close friend of mine and one of the things she said was she kind of pissed me off a little bit, and I'm gonna save my my view. Michael kind of already touched on this, um, without in his own way. But mm-hmm. she was like, "I just don't understand why men don't just come out in the first place." And so I'm gonna ask you. I want to put this out there. If you're a woman listening, or maybe if you're a guy and you can relate, or if you're straight, whatever. If you just if you want to know, if you want some insight, or if you're presently dealing with this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask the group. Mm-hmm. What caused you to feel hesitant about coming out? Mm-hmm. For you, you didn't wait as long. For me and you, we, me and you, Michael, we waited a very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's relative, but compared to the Marcus, we waited a much longer time. Why? Why did any of us wait at all? Why did you wait? I, I, I think what it, were you afraid of? For me, again, it ties back to um, the ridic- the the ridicule, mm-hmm. because of course I had already seen how other people were treated. Yeah, having yeah. you know, having not even necessarily having come out, but just the fact that they were flamboyant yeah. or whatever the case, and what people would say because yeah. naturally everybody's going to assume that oh he's straight too, you know he's dating mm-hmm. girls or whatever, and which I was, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean whatever, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell y'all what my face looked like just then, uh, but um, <laughs> but no I just I did not want to be it was good for what it was, and, but I'm, it wasn't and I'm pretty yeah. sure I was. You know, I'm pretty sure my name was thrown out there mm. once everybody knew. Mm. You know, and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, it don't matter to me." And I'm sure behind closed doors, people mm. said some really nasty things. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But um, but I think the main thing that made me wait was the fact that I did. I was I was too scared 
to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't want that. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to be known for being myself because, I mean, nothing changed afterward. Right. I just didn't Marcus I just anymore. Didn't, now you're a gay. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, you, you know, Marcus, and, you know right? You Marcus. You know what they like to do. <laughs> and you I know just, they go and steal little kids in the pale moonlight all right, and all sacrifice right. oh them to their demon god, Hecate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just a it was just a ridicule. I just, yeah. I just didn't want that. And um and even more so, um I didn't want my immediate family to have to deal with being upset by someone saying something mm, i think yeah, about that yeah often. i feel you on that um, too. that's one of my biggest concerns so yeah. that's I, and i think that's another reason why i might have waited um closer to the time when i was leaving mm-hmm. dallas to go to philadelphia um because i i mean i told my mom i think like march of 2003 it was mm-hmm. and then i didn't move until august so mm-hmm. i was still there for a while um yeah but people didn't seem to change but again it was always that mindset of people think and people say things and right i'm pretty sure i don't know exactly what but i have some idea no i get it so um for Share me your sort of tale. yeah i um was hesitant there was the whole internal struggle of trying to reconcile my sexuality with my faith mm-hmm. so there was that aspect because jesus loves you a lot but he will burn you in hell yeah, for all yeah. of eternity yeah. if you choose to give in <laughs> to these strong desires so, yeah, that, yeah that was he very will heavy. kill your ass <laughs> forever and not let you die you just be suffering right i'm right. sorry no 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 but he love you but, though no i thought about yeah. that that was definitely yeah, not with you that was definitely <laughs> there destroy you but in a in a more earthly sense <laughs> y'all so crazy in a more earthly sense it was similar to demarcus the ridicule i didn't i didn't mention this earlier and i used to not be able to talk about this i mean you guys already know so for those listeners and i've told a couple of people when i was growing up i actually was one of those effeminate children mm-hmm. you know i was i was very flamboyant and I, when i say flamboyant i mean in the sense of rolling my neck <laughs> rolling my eyes snapping my fingers I can't imagine all, it. I, yeah all of that kind of <laughs> stuff i've seen and, little and, pictures and, of you and, as a kid and yeah, so I, it's yeah. Funny to me in my right. So, I mean, my immediate family, my cousins, and anyone who knew me in elementary school could could attest to that. But anyway, so and during those times from elementary school going into middle school, because of my mannerisms, mm. the ridicule was very very heavy. Yeah. Mm. And so, being called a faggot, a little sissy, a little girl, and all that kind of stuff, it really messed with my confidence, my self worth, and all of that. And those feelings can stay within you for a very long time. Absolutely. Yes. And so, when I started to grow out of those mannerisms the effect was still there. The damage had been done. Mm. And so to think about being gay, not saying that it's synonymous with mannerisms, but at the time, that's just how my mind was thinking. To be open to others about being gay, I was ready. Uh, well, I wasn't ready, but I knew that that ridicule would return. And those those same type of feelings would, yeah. would, would kind of come alive again. Yep. You know, And I, I just didn't want that that torment. I didn't want to be looked I didn't want to be marginalized. I didn't want to be like, there goes the faggot. Like, we knew you've been gay all this time, you know, a little sissy and all that kind of stuff. And then I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be what I thought was normal. I wanted to be normalized within the eyes of my peers, my family, and then also the church because I was a minister. I was, you know, gaining (laughs) notoriety um, as a as a eloquent speaker and and really helping people to connect with the scriptures and stuff. But once I admitted I was gay, it was like everything that I've done would have been denounced. Yeah, yeah. And so all my accomplishments gone. You know what I mean? It says that nowhere in the Bible, but people know exactly. It. It's the worst sin, right? And I was just joking with you. Demarcus now becomes Demarcus, and Michael would have been Michelle, and you know, just yeah. everything just would have changed. And I was like, "Fuck it, no." 
You know I saw him with three guys last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's just, I'm, and I'm joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I just, it's funny because. But I've seen, I I've mean, seen it. I've seen people find out about people. Yeah. And instantly. Yeah. I, I feel you. The marginalization was a fearful thing. I think that's what makes most guys afraid. Yeah. Um, like, I can give you a couple quick examples. Like, there was a guy, there's a producer who, this is, I kept getting signals that I felt from the universe that I could never come out. Yeah. Like, I, there's this guy who's a music producer, like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. He quit working for, he quit a big opportunity to mm-hmm. work with, with some people mm-hmm. because somebody, there was a guy who knew through a mutual friend about my, you know, sexuality or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he told this guy that I was gay. Mm. And my friend was so upset mm-hmm. at this lie, quote unquote, that I was gay, that he quit. Mm. And that's how, to me, wow. he was that's like, crazy. no, I wouldn't let them talk to talk that's about crazy. my brother like that. And the message that sent to me was, this is the worst thing. The worst. So this dude would rather miss an opportunity to defend your honor, Eric, because your homeboy is like that. He thinks that being, to be called gay is so disgusting, he'd rather quit mm. than to work with these people. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and I and I saw it constantly. And also, my family was of high repute, is. My, my family is highly respected. Mm-hmm. And my dad was the chaplain for the Hornets. Yeah. And my, he was a, a successful pastor and businessman. And my mom was well. And her, the, everybody in the family, my whole family, my brothers, everybody's so respected. And I was a golden child. To be honest, on paper, I was perfect. Mm. I murdered school. Yeah. I was the most straight A having this scholarship making this like yeah. i had all the money yeah. <laughs> you, you can tell how educated i am right now no but national merit scholar all that right. stuff i was killing school mm-hmm. i ain't have no problems i was just like perfect golden boy mm-hmm. and i was like and there are people i'm gonna be all the way real i'm not gonna name names there are people in my family right now who i know are dying for the chance to be like aha david and judy that's my parents names i'm gonna throw them out there the government names david and judy your son's a fag that's right. all i could hear them right. i could i didn't want to be used as ammunition against my parents yeah because yeah, growing was, up we got we yeah. got called like we were the huxtables and it's like oh you you think your family's so perfect mm-hmm. i know there were people friends family acquaintances especially family who were just itching for the chance to throw this in my parents face mm. and that really bothered me yeah i did not want to be used i did not want to be weaponized against my parents yep. mm-hmm. and that bothered me a lot and that was a big part of my fear in my mind not that i wish death upon my parents but i was like just hold out until your parents are dead <laughs> just, hold <laughs> out. just hold out until they're dead that's yeah. all I yeah. love you, mom and dad, but when you die, I can be free. Right, you know, right, right, so, right, right. No, <laughs> no, I get that. And I that. have a question about that. that in a second, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, because my mom brought my mom actually brought that up to me. Yeah. she was mm-hmm. like, I just don't want to deal with having to defend you. Yeah. and I was like, I get that. Like, I understand that because you know that people can be disgustingly mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I never want to put that on you. So right. one thing I will right. say. When I came out, like, for, my dad is a minister and a Christian. He was a pastor before Katrina. Um, I didn't grow up with a gay bashing f- family, so I'm not even going to tell that lie. They yeah. made their comments like a lot of people do. Yeah. And trust me, when you're closeted, you hold on to everything. Yeah. Things that they didn't think twice about, that I held on so to. Yep. Oh I, kept, I, I still remember. I oh, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, yes. I, you keep this, like this concordance within your brain right. as everything is classified and filed perfectly yep. Yep. and is is exhibit a exhibit i can't B. remember that i put my so car true. keys yesterday but i remember this exactly right. exactly so and yeah. i have this Ten encyclopedic recollection of any time i've ever yeah for one been hurt but also felt that okay this is another reason why i can't come out not, yeah but that being said at one point i felt like i had to come out to my parents because i realized that at, to make a long story short 
at one point I did think it was wrong. Yeah. And me um too. and I felt like um I was gonna go to hell if I gave in. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, I did everything, and this is worth telling. I tr- saved money for an ex gay ministry, mm-hmm. and apparently Jesus would fix me mm-hmm. for a low fee of three thousand dollars because Jesus is expensive. Right. So Jesus will fix you, right? But it costs some money. Mm-hmm. You gotta get. And the thing is, this is right after Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> it's right after Katrina. So to for me to at this time in my life to save three thousand dollars was no small feat. Right. And yeah. through not eating and through living on living a very minimalist lifestyle, I managed to save $1,500 approximately, give or take. Mm-hmm. And around this time, and I was ordering books, Michael knows this, I was ordering yeah. all kind of books. Yeah. And I was, going, I was going to go for this program and I was going to, and I had only scrimped and saved, I was trying to get enough to get to like their lowest level de-gayifying program. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And so, like, it's Maybe like the cheapest you, like, one. 10 years like, of freedom. Like, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Guaranteed five to five you know? to 10 years. And the thing is, I kept reading articles about how people at the head of this organization were being found in gay clubs and were and yeah. we're and we're relieving the the organization right and i felt devastated because i was like if these guys with all these resources can't change mm-hmm. then what hope is, is there for me yeah and then it hit me okay the only way that i could show god that i'm down for him is if i kill myself mm. like if i kill myself he'll know that i find myself as abhorrent as he does mm-hmm. i'm as disgusted by me as he is mm-hmm. yep. and that's the way and what's so crazy they say suicide is a sin so exactly you still but what's so funny to up. me and i knew that <laughs> yeah but what's but so funny still, to me yeah unlike a lot of the people that hate on us i actually knew the bible right exactly <laughs> you know? exactly you know the irony i grew up with a father who actually taught me what the bible actually exactly. says right so i, I knew a lot of things that <laughs> killing is wrong and i knew that i knew that there was there were so many theological issues yeah. and philosophical involved with killing with taking my own life yeah yeah and that yeah. that wasn't a small thing either but experience had taught me and churches had taught me the community 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 had taught me that this was the worst thing. yeah this is worse than that it yeah. was worse than anything yeah. and, I, and for any christians like oh all sin is equal no let's be real the way it's practiced in real life yeah in everyday actual yeah. life mm-hmm. this is the worst thing this yeah. is the and worst. don't lie and be like oh well i don't think no it's 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 as someone who spent his life observing and right. listening from the standpoint of somebody who was presumed to be straight, I, I've heard everything yes. that the people says. Exactly. And I know, I know it was the worst thing. I yeah. knew that yeah. at the time yeah. and I was willing to kill myself over it. But I'm going to tell you to skip over a lot and to make, a, <laughs> to make another long story short, Marcus Arsenault. I love him. He, when I, when I came out to him randomly, Marcus Arsenault, um, one night started telling me, that's my younger brother started telling me about, you know, how he was so glad that he stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And um, after Katrina, we were living together mm-hmm. in our place, in our little apartment. We were kind of struggling a little bit, but he was like, I'm glad. Like, and I know I could trust you, and every other people may lie to me. You always tell me the truth. Basically, I broke down to Marcus and I came out to him. Yeah. And the first thing he said was, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've been making you, like, I probably gave you every reason to feel like you couldn't tell me, make you feel like you were so alone. Mm-hmm. And the love that he showed me with no, without judgment was very healing. Yeah. And it made Aww. me realize. And also, <laughs> He kind of helped me to realize, like, Eric, you're not worried about God. You're worried about people. Mm-hmm, like, right. if anybody knows how much you didn't ask for this. Yeah. Because the thing I kept getting from the church was, this is a choice. This is a choice you're making. Yeah. And I for damn sure knew that wasn't true. Right. right. You know, and yep, I was like, same who, here. who yeah. would choose this? Exactly. Who would choose, who would choose to be seen as a sexual deviant and to yeah. lose their family and to be seen yep. as less of a man? Right. And, also, and then, who would choose and then die that? to go to hell. Right. Exactly. Now. And, the, and, and to gu- guarantee to die of AIDS and all the stuff I was being told. Right. You know, and I was like, they, everything I was being told through christian sources mm. was that this is the absolute worst ugliest thing i even had a guy 
from the X Game Ministry tell me that I must have been molested and didn't remember. Oh, wow. And he was like, you know, you probably just don't remember. You're probably repressed, mm. you know? Because that's, he was like, there, it must be it. Repressed ease. You know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he might, have, he well, might have enjoyed well, it. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so um, the, the thing that's so crazy is when I came out to my parents, you know, I told them so much more than what I'm sharing with you. You know, we don't have time for that. But yeah. my, my parents were amazing. Like, my mm. dad was like, number one, because I think my dad might have held, I don't want to speak for him, and he can correct me if I'm wrong. I think before I came out to him, he might have held the view that it was a choice, at least for a part of his life, he might have held that view. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the thing is, he was like, I believe you. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he apologized. He's like, I'm sorry for raising you in such a hypocritical and judgmental environment. Yeah. This is a minister. Yeah. And my dad is like, eat, breathes, mm-hmm. sleeps, God like studies yeah. the word, studies. Like he's he's a Christian-y Christian, mm-hmm. but... um. But thankfully, he's not a churchy Christian. Mm. You know, yeah, there's, yeah, a difference, yeah. so there's definitely a difference. Yeah, yeah. My dad's one of those authentic ones who really strives to like live a life that emulates Christ as yeah, opposed to just the kind of Christian that feels like, oh, kindness. I just judge people and feel good about it with scriptures. You know, right, yes, so right. he's, he's not that kind. And, and, and <laughs> I was surprised at how defiant my dad was. And it made me love him 10 times more because he was like, I wish somebody would try to say it. he's like, don't you dare worry about us mm. don't you dare like pretend to be something like there's nothing wrong with you don't hold back nothing because you worry about what other people gonna say and he was like you're right there's some people in the family might say something i wish they would right and right. i was like yeah oh, come yeah dad you know? <laughs> and so it was really and my yeah. brothers were amazing like well marcus knew for years mm-hmm. and my oldest brother knew for a few years and i came out to my other brother but my fa- i have a unique story in that my family was amazing yeah i've heard stories about people just tolerate you or people go, mm, i don't know or people throw you out the house or people fight but my family was like we love we love you mm-hmm. and i think it gave them any yeah. even even more insight into who i was because i spent a big portion of my life blocking a part of myself off from them yeah and i don't mean that i acted i think some of them were waiting for me to act differently because i think they were waiting for me mm. to that, like, I, I think that's a universe <laughs> yeah. that might be a and universal not that thing. there is yeah, anything right, wrong right. not that there is anything wrong with a more flamboyantly feminine There's man to me all. i don't have any problem with that anybody who knows me i don't have a problem if you if you are more femme quote unquote or whatever Likewise. That, does, that doesn't phase me at all i don't right, think i don't believe here. in that gay hierarchy that's the topic for another time yeah that that black gay men impose upon themselves within gaydom yeah. of who's more masculine, who's more feminine. I don't play that game. Who's worthy of love based exactly. on of that right. shit. Exactly. exactly. No. But I think some people in my family were like, so, you know, <laughs> I remember Marcus at one point was like, you just be yourself. Yeah. Like I am being myself. Right. I was like, right. Aren't you gonna like gay out? <laughs> I was like, actually, and this All was right. years ago. Like Marcus is very he's he's a he's a very enlightened Zen person. But I think in the beginning, he was kind of waiting for me to even my mom, I think, was kind of struck. She was like, I think she expected that I was supposed to act different somehow. Yeah. 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 And they were like, Oh, you, is you're still you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I even had a friend who was like, You're such a man though. It's like, yeah. It's right, still down there yeah, I think and I, it's impressive right right, right. <laughs> let me stop, let me stop. I'm not full of shit I just <laughs> got it I'm talking about right but I just got it anyway that's why I didn't Marcus, say anything about to say? no I was gonna say that I think I I think I specifically remember being asked about like cross dressing yeah. and yeah. drag and all mm. and I was like I'm I'm just me. Like I I don't, I've never done. Right. I went through the list right. of my parents. I was like, I don't want to be a woman. I don't want to suddenly become a fashion designer. I don't want other women to call me bitch in a playful or ironic way. Right. I'm not I don't want to be a girlfriend. Hey. I don't and again, and again, yeah. anyone who because I I know uh, so many people. Anyone who does that, that's great. That's but gender identity and gender right. roles versus sexuality. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. And and that was just something that I had to make sure my mom knew. That's that's not 
who I am. Yeah. Exactly. Who I am is who you guys have known all this time. Yeah. There's just this part of me that I'd never let you guys know about because I know what would come with it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And while we're on that topic, and if you're still listening, hopefully you're still tuning in. This is a very know. special DM. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even going to. We might have to break it into two parts or something. Yeah, I don't we know. might just put it all together. I don't uh, know. Well, whatever. But if, yeah. you just, if you're here with us, you're here with us. <laughs> but what I was going to say, um, there was a specific question about how did our families react? And uh, Eric, I know you just shared mm-hmm. yours. And um, DeMarcus, I want to hear yours too. As far as I'm concerned, um, the the underlined, not underlined, but the the what is the word I'm looking for? The theme that came from my family was love. Mm-hmm. Was love meaning you know we yeah. still we love you, mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty much all. I'm, I'm trying to think if I should like say who said what, because um, I, I don't want to offend or, or make anyone uncomfortable. Well, I don't think they were mine because this is not bashing them at all. But um, but my mom, you know, she told me I love you, and that was pretty much that. You know, my dad, um, who's a past, a current pastor, said that he loved me as well. Now he he did say that he did, he didn't think it was a choice. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He said he didn't think I was born this way. Let's put it that way. And that's uh-huh. a whole other topic for you know another discussion. Um, and he feels that I could still have the victory through Jesus Christ. You know, and he doesn't want things to be difficult for me, et cetera. So from his perspective, he, he said I'll always be his son, you know, so he he, reaffir- he affirmed those things. But from his perspective, it's something that through the eyes of the Bible and the, the understanding of Jesus Christ is something that's not. And by the way, I just want to interject this one thing for those good. of you listening who care about such things. Yeah. Studies show repeatedly that attempts to change sexual orientation yeah. result in higher incidence of depression and suicide. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, and yeah. I had those thoughts before and we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Same um, here. So then, you know, one of my brothers, he was like, man, I just want you to be happy, you know? And so he's very open with it. My sister reaffirmed that she loved me as well. Um, my other brother, there was a slight <laughs> some uh, uncomfortableness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but there's another element to that. You know, we we have a history about. There was a time, just really fast. There was a time when um when I was coming into being a super Christian, and and I was kind of um, judgmental. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was kind of judgmental of those around me. And there was a time when my brother was not on that tip, and I was like, "You need to get saved. Stop having sex. Stop doing this and that." And then once he got to that point, then I'm like, "Well, I'm not a Christian, and I'm gay." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, "Fuck, you don't brought me on board, and now you're going like what?" <laughs> so th- there's something else there, but um, but I will say that <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. a hilarious way to put it. I never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, like there's, there's other stuff there, but um, but you know what? Ironically, wow. I have not outside of my oldest brother, who we kind of had some conversations about it. My sister, who I was living with at one point, we've had some discussions. But my parents, we haven't discussed it since I've came out, mm-hmm. and um, and that can be interpreted in many different ways, you know. So I think I think my story, as far as my immediate family is concerned it has yet to be finished in terms of where it's going to go with mm. the, with all of this. You right. know what I mean? But um, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, I can definitely say that it's been now oh, a long time yeah. um, <laughs> since I've come out. But um, f- for my immediate family, my brother, my brother, you, well, y'all kind of know my your brother. Your brother is our brother. He, yeah, he is our brother. <laughs> Brandon. B? I specifically Brandon. remember the moment I told him. He's like, "Man, I don't give a fuck." That's those are his exact <laughs> words. I, really, I can see really that. Believe, I believe, I believe I really that. find that easy to believe. I don't give I a fuck. You, my that. brother, and I love you, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, I can see that. That was it. And the next thing I know, he was trying to hook me up with some people. All right. And then, um, which I don't know, kind of. See, you're, I was like, Brandon what? reminds me what? of Marcus in that way. They both were like. <laughs> Fuck you! Tell everybody, right, 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 right exactly. Right. Go. And my cousin was yeah. the same. My cousin who was living you. with us at the time. Support the fuck out. He was of the you. same, yeah. right? Exactly. 
Um, the reaction from my mother was pretty similar to Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love you. Um, but I also, it was kind of a, like the mixed reaction between your right. mom and dad. dad. Yeah. You know, I love you. Um, but you know, that's not of Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah. that's, I was expecting that from my evil. parents too, but my parents yeah. apparently are, I don't know, mom, dad, if you're listening to this <laughs> comment, like, why didn't you hit me with that? They, right. they didn't, but yeah. I was expecting that. And, and, and the thing is I did expect it because of course, at that time I you know grew up in a church and yeah. those were things that um you know that we were that we were told yeah you you, you know you're not you don't you don't kill nobody don't steal don't be right. gay like i was i mean that's right. pretty much be it gay. you're any of those things you're going to hell and you're going to burn for eternity <laughs> right. I'm but, mad, don't kill don't kill nobody don't, <laughs> don't steal, steal from nothing and then don't and be don't gay, be gay. <laughs> and you're going to hell you know what's funny though yeah. there's a biblical passage and michael you're the biblical scholar but there's a passage where they're like, well, you know, are they talking to Jesus? Where they're like, what happens if woman marries a dude, right? Then he dies. Mm-hmm. Then she remarries right, another the gospels, dude. Yeah. Then he died, right? Right. Then she married a third dude, mm-hmm. and when she go, when she eventually dies and goes to heaven, which dude will be to her for her? And Jesus is like, well, in the next life, people will neither marry nor be given right, in marriage, exactly. Nor will they be male or, or female. female. They'll be like the angels, right? And it's and if it's on earth as it is in heaven, Christians. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> why does it matter if if jesus clearly was like it's not even gonna matter in the next right. life is lit you ain't gonna have no sex right like there you'll be sexless beings yeah if you really believe that you know if you're a super hardcore christian mm-hmm. then why do we it's just so funny how you know and that's one of the topics yeah. none of us yeah. are really okay that's another thing but i'm saying if we, if, we're, if i'm speaking in your language yeah if you if you are presently a super hardcore christian and your bible says this mm-hmm. where does this go how come nobody ever mentions that that, that can't <sighs> I can't even right now. I know I'm moving a can of worms. No, I mean, but you, you're right though. Just like I feel like there's certain passages that people just skip over. Exegesis. I mean, or like, or like people talking about Sodom and Gomorrah okay. and about Lot, like telling them not to rape the angels. Like, oh, they were about to rape these men. That's the evilest thing. Let's not forget, Lot offers up his daughters Thank to be raped. You. Exactly. Thank you. So what are we really? They what didn't are we care really about saying? That. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> so what are we really saying yeah. here? You know, yeah. raping men bad, raping women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus will spare your life. You know, right, like, so right. th- it's just kind of crazy mm-hmm. how we, that's a whole other thing, but I'm getting, yeah, but no, it's no, just crazy it's how cool. people, yeah. but yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that's, th- that was the gist of mm-hmm. the, the reaction. Yeah. My what reaction, friends? my reaction, la- with friends, it was, mm-hmm. um, that's a good question. It was a little different. It was a little different. Um, <laughs> I wish y'all could see the look on his face. I feel like that was a little, this was a little heavier right here. Yeah, yeah. it was no because the the thing is, as close as I am to my family, I do feel that I was very very close to a lot of my friends. Yeah. Um, and so some of the reactions I received were, you know, you know, oh, ain't nobody worry about that. You, yeah. Demarcus, we, you know, you've been around us for years, and which I had, you know, mm-hmm. there's some friends that I've had for a really long time. Um, I can particularly remember one friend who went all the way off, like Mm. all the way off on me. She told me I was disgusting and to never touch her, to get away from her. And she would never speak to me again. Is she Christian? Yeah. Oh, that explains it. But, Mm -hmm. um, that love, Love but, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, initially I was bothered by it. But a little bit later, I was like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm leaving here anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. I'm just gonna go 
live my life in Philadelphia. New and, friends. Yeah. Right. And I'll end up with new friends, whatever. Yeah. But um, she she actually apologized mm. to me um, sometime later, like a, a couple years later or a few mm-hmm. years later or so. And she told me, she was like, you know, I, I overreacted. It was just the initial, you know, it, it hit me really hard. And I didn't know what to say or how to respond. And that was just the first thing that came to out. to you at some point? I don't know. I, I really can't I've even say. some experiences where you're kind of killing the fantasy the fantasy exactly exactly but you know I, i've been through that before as well but it was kind of the opposite where she where <laughs> she was right in the mic <laughs> yeah. where she was like because she was like because what i told her she was like what <laughs> did she like, try no. to turn did she was like offer to turn you or no, did you just no, have the right no. one yet no she oh. she laughed like oh. it was a co-worker of mine and i don't know oh, if she okay. might be listening to this or not it was a previous co-worker of mine but she laughed like the the rest of the day and then the next day she was like were you serious about <laughs> what you told me and i was like yeah she was like and then she just laughed some more and she's like but we were supposed to have kids together <laughs> and it, even to this day she, she'll bring it up she's like i still just cannot believe this. i have a female friend like that but too, she she liked always in that she'd be like are you sure right she's right, like, right, yeah, right. so, like i just really right. feel like you need to give me a try like i know you're right, somebody, right. but i just feel like you haven't had the right one yet but i mean i was yeah i was really i was really close to a lot of my friends but <laughs> um there's a microphone right there let right. me stop right <laughs> let me stop saying stuff but um the majority of my family like uh, it was you know them telling me uh, you know we still love you of course i mean that's, yeah, it, yeah. Just, that goes without saying um but then after that it was really nothing i mean it took years for my mom and i to kind of get to where we are now obviously mm. it took a really long time mm. but it took confrontation what's for that funny to is i had two powerful yeah. reactions and the mind is quick number one i had a i have a lot of very i had a lot of very homophobic friends mm. and what's funny is Every single one of them, with the exception of one, um, immediately changed their views upon finding out about me mm. because right. they realized that what they what they were afraid of or what they hated was a fictional construct. They didn't right. really know any gay people personally. Right. And when they met me, they were like, but you don't represent any of these things that we thought a gay person was. Exactly. I mean, that's because I'm not a gay. Right. I'm not following the pamphlet. I'm yeah. still Eric. Yeah. But the other funny thing was there are a lot of people I came out to and they were like, what? Me too, you know. Right. And, and, and that me, fuck. Right. <laughs> you ain't special. Bitch. <laughs> me too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there were a few people. It's something how when you start to live your truth and really be yourself and like how empowering it could be. There, there are a few dudes yeah, who can have find strength. Three dudes were so shocked that it. I was like, you really had no clue. And they're like, man, I really didn't think. Like, wow. And one dude was like, I thought about it. But but I didn't really think he was. Right, right, I was right. like, oh, what are you trying to say? Yeah. But he, but he would he never mind. You know what he meant. Yeah, but the yeah, point yeah. is, <laughs> well, the point is that they felt empowered. Yeah. By the fact that I was so comfortable, mm-hmm. and they were like, wow, if you can be this comfortable being you in this way, and for me, it's very important because at one point I kind of glossed over it, and that's something we can talk about more later. But when I wanted to kill myself, a big portion, a big part of the reason why, if if I had just known that there were other people like me, yeah. It would have really helped a lot. Yeah, and a lot of, of times, course. guys are like, yes. oh, "I'm just a private person. I'm just a private person." Yeah, but one thing they hear me say a lot: there's a thin line between privacy and cowardice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're really just so private. Like, if it was a girl, would you still be that private? Mm-hmm. Like, if there was a girl you were involved with, yeah. or are you just so scared? And I yeah. understand the fear. And I date someone presently who is a lawyer and he works with cases of people who are discriminated against for various yeah. reasons sexuality being one mm-hmm. and so i know that the ramifications of coming out are real but at some point 
some of us got to be brave and stand up for yeah. those people who are in that position. And I'm yeah. so glad you said that. Um, on a kind of slightly tangent, but still related to what you're talking about. I remember one time speaking to a friend and when we were in the midst of still trying to come out of it. And he said that what he was noticing about people is that eventually they just gave up. Yeah. And just gave into it. And like, now gonna, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I can't fight no more. I have no more strength. I'm just going to give in. And I want to make this clear because a family member um, kind of insinuated the same thing at one point. I did not give up in the sense of I was tired and I just could not control myself anymore. Right. I made a decision to live. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was what it was. Yes. So, I yeah. feel like I lived a big portion of my life on mute. Yes. And not that I just wanted to go around twirling through the streets waving a rainbow waving a rainbow flag, right. but rather just it's hard when like, when you fall in love mm. with somebody. Yeah. I know for me, like you touched on this earlier, the first yeah. time I felt the first time I fell in love with a dude, I realized, you know what? This is not this ugly, gross thing. It's not just about his exactly. physical self. I have a real connection with him. I am in love. Right. And I thanked God for him at the yeah. time. And I was still very super Christian. And I was like, you know, there's, this is not evil. Yeah. I know this is real. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And I'm really, it was not. And it got to a point where I was like, we broke up eventually, me and this guy. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason was because his father was a minister and he mm -hmm. had all kinds of issues. It hurt me so much that he was ashamed. He claimed to be in love with me too. Mm -hmm. But it hurt me so much that he was ashamed to acknowledge that in front of other people. Yeah. yeah. His love, my love for him made me bold. Mm. When, yes. I, when I'm in love, yeah. it, I feel emboldened. Yeah. I feel strong. I'm naturally very protectorish. Mm -hmm. And I'm very like, I was like, I'm in love with you. Fuck everybody's me and you against the world. Right. You know, I want people to know. Right. I was proudly, you mm -hmm. know, in love. The only reason why I'm not putting my dude out on blast now, like I said last time, is because I know how some of y'all are. He's a private person. I'm not going to do I that to him. That's right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if he was a different kind of person, you'd be seeing his pics on my, you know, whatever. Yeah. Instagram or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I forgot my point, but yeah, we no, gotta, yeah, no, like, you know what I mean. But yeah, but we got, but live, yeah, yeah, like you said, we gotta live. And I feel like yeah. the, I, I told Michael before, I feel like I wasted so much, well, not wasted, but I spent so much time dating women I wasn't really interested in and leading them on. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to do so maliciously, but I was trying to force it. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember one girlfriend I had who was so serious. At one point, she's like, Eric, what are we doing? Because I kept every time we started to get real serious, I kept stopping it because part of me knew that it wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. And it was like I just. That's time I could have been just being me, being you, you know, and exactly. I, had to, I did a lot of pretending, a you lot of being be on me. guard, living in constant fear of being like discovered, mm. oh, you know, gosh, yes. and it was just kind of like, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so much so yeah. that you go, you go to the movie theater with your boys and I gotta have a seat in between each I other. We did that some dumb <sighs> shit. Oh my God. Even in my most scary shit. moments, I never did. Yeah. I hate or, that. Or, I, I went with, I went out with dudes who wanted to do this. Right, stuff. right. I'm like, nigga, you better sit right now. One thing, now DeMarcus, I don't think you came into the picture yet, but one thing that me and Eric used to, I think you and I used to do this. He would be she in our conversations, you know. What I mean? like uh, yeah. <laughs> when we know we're talking about dudes, before you and I knew it about each other, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's just like, like so. She, stuff. I mean, I did that. Yes. Are you? No, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, but, well, but I, didn't I mean, not with then. you guys, but yeah, I did yeah. that like. Oh, the stuff we ago. did, the stuff we did. But well, I just so. want to encourage you guys that when you, if you if you're dealing with stuff now, yes, I know all three of us are very busy, but some of you have already taken it upon yourself to inbox us. We are there for you to talk to if you want. Yeah. Um. And, and let me just emphasize we are very busy so don't take it personal you send a message and we take time yeah there's a lot going on but yeah. we're here to listen go ahead I'm sorry yeah, so, yeah I'm glad you added that because sometimes I think people take it per even with vocal stuff people take it personally yeah. and I'm like look it's like a hundred of y'all at once sometimes <laughs> yeah, especially, especially yeah. with vocal stuff right you know and some like come on like I have a life too you know yeah. but this stuff I know how I know how lonely it can feel when you're dealing with some of that yeah and um now 
It's not. I'm not asking you to send me naked pictures because last time some of y'all got that confused. Yeah, we're not. So I got that. a few pictures of people's asses. Right. Mm-hmm. One was nice, but don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying if you actually want to discuss <laughs> something, right. if you want to vent something or share right. something, right. You know, we'll be as available as possible. But I, what we'd really rather is that you post publicly, and I know it's scary. Make a fake YouTube. Yeah, make profile. a fake account. <laughs> a, I used to do that all the time. Make a fake YouTube account, yeah. but that's we. That way, everybody can learn and share it together. If right. You could pu- if you could post publicly. You know, and I know how it is when you're super paranoid of somebody finding out about yeah. you, but just try to be a little braver for the sake of the greater good. good. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody is counting on you and you right. don't even realize it. Yep. Right. That's so true. That's yeah. it. Well, All right. I guess we'll see y'all next week. Ha! Wait. Oh, I thought somebody was going to say something. Ha! <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't know what was going. I don't know. One more time. Ha! Okay, we're going. And we took my note. I'm pitch perfect. Modern family, modern family. I'm pitch perfect. We out. Peace.